listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Yeah, it's uh, 16 minutes after the hour, 1 o'clock. Welcome to Munati Peace with Mr. Ntoko Zoshacha. Numzana, how are you? I'm awesome. How about you? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. How is the weather treating you on the other side, Laukon? Yeah, hey, I'm not a fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually making me sleepy and I'm supposed to be out here working. <laughs> <laughs> Can you afford, though, to sleep on a Monday? Yeah, you can't afford to be sleeping on a Monday. It's supposed to be your most productive day. Yeah, as you're going into a new week. Mm. Okay, so to anyone listening, uh, we are Munati Peace and we're in conversation with Untogazo Tlachwayo. You can send in your questions if you have any questions about business. It doesn't matter whether it's about the topic we are talking about or anything outside of the topic. You can send in those questions to 067-153-1089. So in closing our show uh, previously, we had a question that came in and uh, we would like to start by uh, perhaps uh, digging into that before we dive into our conversation. So the question that came in, Mr. Tlachayo, is how the, the crux of this question is how do how can we compete with the current um, situation where businesses are being run by the Pakistanis? What can we do if I want to open the same kind of a business and I want to compete with them? What are the steps that I would I would take to to be able to be competitive and effective and profitable? Yeah, I mean that's a big one. Hey, that's that's a huge, huge topic, um, and it all boils down to to one thing, and it's actually my favorite topic, um, and that is networking. You know, understanding the power of building an efficient network. I've been studying the power of networking for years now. That's why I even have a book on it called Profitable Business Networking for Entrepreneurs um, because that is exactly what they're doing, you know. They're coming to a place and they, you know, they're using the power of networking in order to leverage off one another and, you know, produce products or sell products at, you know, cheap rates or be able to multiply very quickly. You know, they, they're using the power of coming together and networking and there's so much strength in that. And I feel like our people, especially, you know, in, in townships, we have not been taught, you know, in fact, not even just in townships, most small business owners don't know what business networking truly is and the power of business networking. You know, there's one article I read mm. some time ago. Um, it's, it's a study that was done in Sri Lanka. And, and what they found is that business networking, when it is done right, can actually be the number one tool for SME success in any economy. Mm. Now, the problem is it is seldomly being done right. You know, but we see certain groups of people, you know, um, at, at the risk of, of sounding anti-Semitic, you know, we see <laughs> groups like, you know, Jew, uh, the Jewish um, group of people who are doing yeah. this business networking thing very well. We see the Muslim community doing it very well. Mm. And then this is now continuing in our townships and now we're doing it in front of us. Mm. And we're complaining because we have failed to grasp the power and apply the power of this ancient skill mm-hmm. for business networking. So for me, you know, it all goes back to understanding what it is that they're doing, what it is that they're applying, and then we start applying it in our own businesses as well. We will get the same result. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the center of that answer would be, would have to create a network of people who want to go into that same kind of field of business. Is that what would be the best uh, beginning of the solution? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, you know, this, what we're seeing um, with uh, I'm a Pakistani there, it's groups of people who have come together and said, let us pull funds together. Mm-hmm. These funds, we're going to use them to stock, uh, stock uh, products at a cheaper rate. Mm-hmm. These funds we're going to use in order to, 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 to spread out amongst ourselves. We're going to make sure that we are hiring our own people to be the deliverers. We're going to make sure that we're stocking from someone at the store that is owned by our people. You mm-hmm. know, all of this is, is, we see the outside of it, but it's actually a, a product of meticulous preparation mm-hmm. behind the scenes. There's a lot of planning. So if you are, that's, this is something that we need to apply, not only just, in, you know, if you want to open a cover shop or if you want to be successful, this is something we should apply in general. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, it takes a, 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 a oneness mentality. I love this book um, called The Capitalist Nigger, um, where it actually speaks about something called the spider web economic mentality, which is a similar thing that we're talking about, that in a community, if there was a network that was created by small business owners, mm-hmm. you know, as properly structured business network that says, you know, we, we only have one lawyer, we've got one doctor, we've got one accountant, we've got, you know, someone who's selling chips, someone who's selling sweets, somebody who's selling birthday cakes. And within this network that we have created, whenever someone here needs this product, they mm. buy it from the person in this network. Mm. Whenever I hear somebody else who needs a doctor, I refer them back to the person within my network. Whenever somebody needs a birthday cake, all of us, let's say there's 50 of us in this network, mm. we're all going to buy birthday cake from you. So it initially puts you in a position where failure, the risk of failure becomes limited because you've got consistent customers that are coming to you because you're part of this network. Mm -hmm. And you, in turn, you do your part, you know. When you do need a doctor, you do need a lawyer, you do need an accountant, you go back to your network. Mm -hmm. So as you keep growing these networks in general, you you don't have to be a part of one network. Let's say you're part of one network called the Tembisa Network Business Network where Mm -hmm. you're doing this. Then next, you guys can form a Tembisa Sponsorship Network where you come together and you do a similar thing. You pull funds together. You pull contacts together. Sometimes it's not just about money. It's about contacts. Mm -hmm. I might know someone who can give us a better deal. I might know someone who can sell the stock to us at a cheaper price. Mm -hmm. But the the coming together solves so, so many problems, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is what is beating us most of the time. And we're not going to compete. Look, one... Two, three is always better than one, you know, yeah. and they've come together in hundreds, in fact, in thousands mm-hmm. across the country. We're not going to compete with that unless we also, you know, find ways of coming together, you know, and that's what I'm trying to say, that people need to learn the basic fundamentals of networking yeah. and coming together for the common good. And then we're going to be able to start competing uh, with, with some of these groups. Mm. You know, in pre- it takes me back to one of the conversations. Maybe you can perhaps go back and get some, some pointers for us uh, in terms of um, seeing the next person not as a competitor, but rather as a, a potential partner. How do I work that? Because end of the day, when we do want to go out and do this kind of business where we network and build one where we go and buy together as a, as a community to build uh, different parts. But unfortunately, we have a tendency of seeing each other as competitors competitors, not as partners. Could you please give us some more information on how we can make networking work in terms of building partnerships, not uh, seeing the opposite person as a competitor all the time? I love that. I love that so, so much mm. because that is so true. We, 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 we cannot afford to be seeing each other as competitors at this level. 
you know, we just can't afford it. It's something that we've spoken about in a previous show as well, um, where we had Lauren Fleiser who was talking about this concept called economic uh, in, uh, in innovative uh, ecosystems. Innovative. And what that means is businesses actually now starting to move away. Big businesses are starting to move away from competing and they're coming together and they're forming an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Basically what they're saying is that instead of each company coming up with a new product and then competing with one another, they look at the whole situation and they say, okay, we want to create an ecosystem where people can buy this, 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 and that. Or maybe they identify that in this community, people need A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Mm -hmm. And then they come together and they say, let's come up with a solution or solutions to this community's problems, right? So we mm -hmm. identify the economic opportunity. And then once we've created the ecosystem, then we, people start taking different uh, positions. Like, I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell this. I'm going to use my, we're going to use my truck to take the stock from the, the factory to, to, the, to this place. Then we're going to use my van mm -hmm. to take, you know, the stock from the central place to the different shops. Then I'm going to, you know, this is what large corporations are doing. Imagine if large corporations are coming together to form holistic solutions where each person has a piece of the pie, how mm -hmm. much more should we be doing it as small business owners? You know, they realize that we're living in, in, a, in a time right now where collaboration is key and collaboration is in terms of building an ecosystem. So stop wanting to create one solution and competing with other people rather than let's come together mm, and look mm. at the holistic solution and you'll find that we'll be able to create such great service you know we're going to be able to create great service for these people because we're coming together mm. and we're leveraging of our skills and we're no longer seeing each other as competitors and maybe then yes tomorrow when we're all our businesses are big and we're millionaires then we can enter the competitive space but for now it would serve us so well in terms of building up our communities as well as building up our businesses such that they're sustainable, mm -hmm. to actually join, join hands and build together in, you know, as partners. You know, so I love the way you put that. You know, and it, of course, it requires a mindset change, mm -hmm. big mindset change, but here's the future. If big companies are doing it, we should be doing it as well. Wow, wow. I love the way you put it. And, and it takes us also back after we have that conversation where we are now saying, look, we're not competitors we are a team and we can build an ecosystem it takes us back to the 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 the, the plan we're in the program we're in where we're talking about how to scale your business and then from there that we've created now a a a, a club perhaps we call it a club tempisas paza business where we have come together how do we then now source funding for that kind of uh, a club in order for us to to go forward how how would then the funding process how do we get the right way to do the funding process. All right, yeah. And you know what? Uh, another thing, I, I'll just in answering your question, I want to point out mm. is that even institutions like the government actually pushing um, such collaborations. Mm. Um, there's, there's a business type uh, in South Africa. It's called a cooperative. Now, a cooperative is when uh, a minimum of five companies or businesses come together mm -hmm. to form an entity that oversees those, those, or all of those five entities. So a cooperative has, has a whole, uh, maybe the cooperative can be called again, you know, it can be first part of the cooperative. Mm -hmm. And then our goal is to, you know, to, to, to provide good quality products to the whole of Tendisa at, at, at good prices to, you know, employ people from here and make sure that the money circulates in our environment or in, 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 our, in our economy. Uh -huh. our, our, our local economy, then 
you can you know you can re- you can come together and register it and the government actually has now created so many schemes and funding um, schemes and grants that are specifically focused on you know helping or funding cooperatives you know mm. there's one call co- I think it's by CEDA it's called the um, uh, cooperative incentive scheme where they're looking for various cooperatives especially in township areas and they're looking to fund you so now they're actually moving away from funding people one by one. One, because, I mean, it's safer for them, you know, because it's a group instead of funding, you know, people individually. Individuals. And two, uh-huh. they realize the power of collaboration and they're trying to incentivize people or business people in South Africa to actually start collaborating because it really is the future. If, if the government has to incentivize us through funding, we mm. really need to see, it would be, you know, there is that. I mean, that is that important. So I would say, you know, the next step, again, I mean, on the topic of, of scaling up, we're mm-hmm. speaking about formalizing your business. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, form a cooperative. You know, okay. start with a minimum of five people. Then you keep on adding people. And, I mean, there's rules that govern cooperatives, you know, because people then will ask how do we make sure that things are governed properly. You know, there's rules that govern cooperatives just to make sure that everybody who's in the cooperative is actually safe and their interests are guarded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, form the cooperative and then go out and seek funding as a group. Again, our second guest, Bukarabu Mashukana, was telling us that, you know, he's a funding expert, that mm. funders are more likely to fund uh, a group of people than an individual person because uh. you come with different expertise. You know, maybe one is, is an expert in accounting, one is an expert in this, one is an expert in that. And it, the fact that you guys are coming together, it automatically reduces the risk profile in their eyes, right? Mm. Because you're seeing that there's, there's potential um, there's better management, a better management structure as, as, as opposed to Ikumundu one. Mm. So I would say that that would probably be then the next step, you know, uh, and then go out and look for funding, look for funding as a group. Okay. There's various funding avenues that we've spoken about, but mm. looking for funding as a cooperative is much, much better because you can even say to them that when the funds come in, they will be, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be making money because as a group, we can already start circulating the money amongst one another. So this mm-hmm. is something that I believe small businesses should look into. I mean, you can look for funding we want as well. It's not like you're bound by the cooperative, mm-hmm. but why not do both ways? Mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking about a cooperative, um, do we then structure uh, a, pro, a, a business profile in the same manner for the cooperative where it now discloses who's bringing what skill, where we have all those pages of different individuals. Does that work for our advantage if we're going to form a cooperative? Do we put it in the profile? Muzi is a former accountant or Muzi is an advocate and then we have this kind of character in there. Does the, do the funding organizations look at uh, each and every individual within the, the organization? Do we have to make it public in our, in our, in our portfolio? Look, Definitely. Um, depends who you're, who you're talking to, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you're talking to a, a potential funder, an investor, they're definitely going to want to see what's under the hood, mm-hmm. you know, because this is their hard-earned money that they're they are about to give to you. Mm-hmm. So they are going to want to see what, what are the businesses within the cooperative, what are they doing, you know? Um, but when you look at the government, you know, they right now are more interested in the fact that you guys are forming a cooperative and the cooperative is, you know, operating in a place where they are looking at, like, for example, in a township. Mm-hmm. And it's also, you know, there's a list of, of industries that, are in there, that they are interested in. You know, you find that if your cooperative is providing goods or services within that, that industry, then you stand a better chance of getting that funding. You know, mm-hmm. because like I said, at the, at the end of the day, um, they're incentivizing us to do this. 
so the government doesn't look that much deeper in the hood. But private investors probably gonna want to know, you know, who, who who's Muzi, what does Muzi do, who's the world, what does the world do. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you guys have come together and you come up with a system. I mean, again, the powerful thing about a cooperative, for example, um, the, the the cooperative can come together for the sole purpose of saying we are ten or let's say twenty construction businesses, mm-hmm. and this is called. Um, Davidson Construction um, Coalition, mm-hmm. and what we are saying now, because we are, we are, we are a big coalition, mm-hmm. we when we go and buy our bricks or sand in bulk, automatically our input our costs are gonna get low because when I'm buying on my own, my cost is high, but when I'm buying in bulk, my cost decreases, right? Mm-hmm. So after we buy this sand, then we distribute it amongst one another. It obviously incre- uh, increases our profitability because it decreases our expenses. Mm-hmm. So w- when you come to a funder with that sort of a proposal, it already sounds so good to them, right? Because you're not just coming here and begging me. You guys have a plan. Mm-hmm. You guys already are in construction, but now you've got a way in which you want to decrease your, 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 your input cost. And number two, because you are a group that has come together, now you are able to take big contracts. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're alone, you can't take on a big contract, but now you can be able to tender for a big contract because you come together. And when you're tendering and they want to see your financials, your, 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 your assets look so great. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, you're a coalition now, you know, I want to use these different ones so I can apply to, you know, relate to a lot of people. Maybe you're a coalition of, of, of truck drivers, of your own trucks, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you, we've got one truck, I've got one truck, Omunia has got four trucks. But as a cooperative, our cooperative has 20 trucks. That mm. looks good to an investor, right? It looks mm. way better than if when you've just got your one truck. Yeah, this is a cooperative yeah. that's got 10 trucks, that's doing so many routes, that's doing, um, uh, carrying so much load, um, that's making so much money when you bring them together. It mm. becomes a no-brainer for them to even give you 40 million, right? Mm. Because they know that with that 40 million, you guys, you know, you, you, it's backed up by the trucks. You guys have many routes. Now you can buy even more trucks and distribute them amongst the cooperatives so that you can get more jobs, you know, get more tenders and things along those lines. So you see the power of coming together, the power of networking, the power of leveraging of our skills, our resources, and, you know, our, our efforts. You know, it just opens up so many opportunities for you. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate that so many people are either blind to it or not willing to get into such uh, such partnerships, but they really are the future. Mm. We're in conversation with Ntogozo Tlatwa. If you have any questions regarding uh, our conversation or anything in relation to business, you can send us a WhatsApp on 067-153-1089. We're going to take a song entitled Yeshua, um, and then on the other side of the song, we're going to speak about how to position your business strategically for the market and how to position that cooperative strategically for the market.
That's Jesus' image giving us a song entitled Yeshua, a song chosen by your guest, uh, Mr. Business himself, <laughs> Mr. Ntogozo Shatwayo. We're in conversation uh, answering a question that was sent in by a listener, and it's given us this direction that we've decided to take this this afternoon. Uh, it's uh, 20 minutes before the hour, 2 o'clock. So before the break, I said we would uh, take this conversation to the level where now we say, Mr. Shatwayo, um, how do I then position this, uh, this, the, 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 the corporate, the corporate? If we've started a cooperative, and how do I now position it in the market in terms of putting it in the market? How do I do it? Because now we we are now talking as a cooperative as the same level as a normal business. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic question, and I mean when you look at market positioning um, mm. right now, probably the best place start when 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 you're talking market positioning you know would be you know your social media um but it's not just being on social media it's what you portray you know on social media mm. and 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 when you want to scale up your business and you want to start getting you know larger opportunities mm. you must actually you know present what i'm not sure where you are you know, but the, the quality that you want people to perceive about your business, that's what you should be sending out. Mm-hmm. So the sort of posts that you post, the quality of your website, the quality even of the images that you post, the, uh, the fact that you post regularly, mm-hmm. those things play, you know, a big role in the mind of a consumer. The mind of a consumer sees consistency as, you know, um, as quality, you know. If something is consistent, then it starts becoming trustworthy um, mm. in the eyes of the consumer. So if you're there and you're posting once in a blue moon, um, you know, and there's no consistency to your post, that's something already that's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to remove your, your validation from the minds of the consumers. But when you're posting consistently and you're posting good posts mm-hmm. and, you know, you're engaging in good conversations, you know, uh, those are some of the things that are going to help in terms of, you know, positioning your business properly. But when it also comes to, you know, now positioning your business before uh, funders or in front of other big businesses, that is where, you know, you have to have a good quality website. Mm-hmm. That is where you have to be going to, there's, there's some networking events. You know, you know, uh, they, early in the year, we went to the, um, the Black Business Council Summit. That was two days. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to such events, you let you make your, 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 the, the name of your business be known out there, and you present yourself as, as you know, as, as that big company. Yes, you might not be a big company yet, but perception is so key. Because sometimes you're just one person away from your next breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a business needs just one person to give them funding. Another one give, needs one person to give them a tender. Mm-hmm. And you might be talking or sitting next to someone who could potentially give you the next big tender that you know, can take your business to the next level. Mm-hmm. But if you're not always being presentable and presenting your company at a certain level of quality, you're going to miss out on all of those opportunities. You know, so for me, market positioning, you know, one, social media, and two, website and three um attending and being in the right sort of spaces and even when you're there you know make people believe that your company is a top company even if you are still building move away from the i'm a hustler mentality and therefore i do not need to be presentable therefore no matter how i look is fine mm-hmm. you will stay where you are if that is how you think but mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. elevate and scale like what we were talking about mm-hmm. these are some of the things that you're going to need to implement in your business can we dive a little bit deeper into the website? Um, because I've noticed a lot that a lot of people 
do not have websites. Can we perhaps dive a little bit deeper into the importance of the website and the logo? Because I had a conversation a few weeks ago with an individual who said to me, no, my company has been working for over 10 years. It's just the name. There's no logo. What, what relationship does, does the website and the logo and all the design work, in fact, uh, surrounding my company have to do with the, 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 the response to, to me marketing it? Great question again. Mm. And again, you know, it goes back to perception. Yeah. You know, how you, you want your company to be perceived or where exactly you want your company to be positioned. Mm. Yes, maybe your company can be functioning for 10 years and because you know people, um, people keep buying from you. But if you now want to start, you know, uh, uh, appealing to people beyond maybe the, 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 your current group of customers, mm. then you're going to need to, 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 to look consider things like logos and websites because your logo is the first thing people see next to your yes. name, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to your company. Mm-hmm. And when you start building your brand, you know, your, 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 we, we spoke about the fact that your brand speaks to you beyond what you, your words can say. I speak for you beyond what your words can say. Mm-hmm. And your logo is, rep, is represented, you know, represents your brand. So it becomes so important that even, I mean, right now, nobody has to tell anyone about Coca-Cola, about Nike, about the quality of Nike. Mm-hmm. All we see is a tick and already we're thinking, not the quality. Ah. That's it. And that's the power of brand positioning. Now, if you don't have a logo, you know, you're going to be limited in terms of what people can, you know, perceive about your brand because mm. when you're building a brand if you're, you're basically wanting people to immediately when they see your company they must think a certain thing that is what branding is without you having to say a word when they see your company they think a certain way so your logo becomes so important now your website again what's pop, what's interesting about websites and it's, 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 it's such a great phenomenon have, just having one is so important you know people will probably go on to website and they're not even going to look through it. But just mm. because you, you have a website, already you're more trusted. You know? ah. You're more trusted because somehow the minds have been conditioned to believe that a website you know, shows competence to a certain level. And of course, there are more levels to that where, you know, some people will look at the functionality of the website, especially if the, you know, you, you want funding or, or maybe you're looking for a big tender. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things, they, 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 they say something about your business. You know, they give it a professionalism look that we need. Yes, you can sell your quarters for the next three years, but can you scale? Can it be a big business? Can it receive uh, 10 million in funding so that it goes throughout the rest of Africa? Now, if you want to go to those levels, these are the foundations and fundamentals that you have to start working on from the get-go. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, thank you so much for that answer. It really, it, it, it really puts everything into perspective. It also makes me want to go and rework my logo. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Shaka, talk to us as well about um, the, the importance of Triple PEE. Okay, we have formed now a, a, a company. We have started this uh, cooperative together. How do we work around things like uh, the Triple PEE? Uh, what role does it have to play in a corporate, uh, in a cooperative? And also uh, things like AMA ESD. What do they? What role do we have? Uh, what role do they have in us getting better opportunities? Um, I wish I could, you know, I had more time to even expand on this because I feel like it's an opportunity that so many people mm. um, are not aware of that, you know, there are ESD opportunities out there that are literally just waiting for you to apply. You know, mm-hmm. as we've spoken about it, those who don't know what ESD is, you know, large corporate companies that make um, a, a certain revenue 
are compelled to spend about 3% of their profits mm. on either funding small businesses or, you know, buying from small businesses. So the one is enterprise development and the other one is supplier development. Mm. And, you know, either one is so, is so key and it's so important. But, you know, the, you know, obviously you have to meet a certain BE level mm. in order for you to be, you know, attractive to them because they, their BE levels, these big corporates, their BE levels, mm. you know, are only reached once they actually do this every year because they're required to do this every year. And now we're talking about billions. <laughs> billions of rands that mm. are supposed to go out and fund small businesses or buy directly from small businesses. Mm. Now, the power of being a cooperative, especially a black-owned cooperative, especially a female black-owned cooperative, is that you're so attractive to these ESG co- corporates because they're looking for someone exactly like you. Mm. You might not have experience in running truck companies, but if they need, let's say it's a mine, and a mine needs um, you know, people to transport their call from one place to another. Mm. The fact they, they are looking for the person who's going to do this transporting who, who, who will help their BE score as much as possible, right? So you go out there and mm. you're a you woman, black-owned business. You might not know anything about it, but you go out there and you apply and the chances are you will get it. Or sometimes you have to go through a program of theirs. They train you and afterwards you get it. And just like that, you've got consistent business coming from this particular organization, mm-hmm. you know, but the power of it being a cooperative again is that you look better, you've got more skills, more resources, and your chances of getting such opportunities increase, you know, exponentially. Mm-hmm. But people need to start looking into them because these opportunities are real and they are here for now. Hmm. I think next week we are going to kick it off from there because I, I, I think there's so much to <laughs> To, to, to get information that you can get for our listeners because already I can see the question there being, because we're not talking about 100 million rands, we're talking about billions that are sitting waiting to, for, to fund people. Am I correct? Mm, definitely. That's exactly what it is. Mm. So maybe next week when we kick off on Monday, you can just give us some pointers on how we can access these funds, uh, these ESD funds, maybe a couple of funds that you can mention uh, that our listeners can note down and then try to, to apply for those processes as well. Most definitely. That would be an absolute pleasure. We really have to be taking a hold mm-hmm. of these opportunities because we don't know how long they're going to be here for. Yeah, yeah. All right. So in wrapping up this conversation that we we've have been having about scaling up your business and as well as speaking about uh, the, the, the power of creating a cooperative, uh, what can you say to our listeners today, Mr. Ntokoza, in closing? I think I would say what you know about business right now is what you've been taught and what you've experienced. Mm. And the current state of our business has been was not always that you know, it changes. The business landscape always changes. Mm. So I'd like to encourage people to start opening their eyes and seeing that we are now entering into a business landscape that will be dominated by networks and ecosystems. Mm. And I would encourage them then to learn more about networks, learn about ecosystems, and then also start applying, you know, that knowledge and start building the business networks. And of course, you know, I think for, for, for the first five people who request, I'll mm-hmm. send through, uh, you know, uh, my book for free, Profitable Business Networking for Entrepreneurs, that could really help you, you know, in terms of understanding networking and how it can help your business as well. Okay. So can we put your book up for free? 
<laughs> on the midday hangout. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which is for the first five people who comment on this, yeah, they'll get it for free. Yeah. <laughs> so send in your comments zero six seven one five three one zero eight nine. Comment and get the opportunity to get a book, <laughs> courtesy of Mr. Ntoko Zotlachawa and the midday hangout. Is there any business this week that you like to plug in uh, so that people can know about uh, a business that is standing out for you right now? All right, so there's just one um, that I that I encountered uh, recently. It's actually an NCO. It's called Mpumalelo Boys Mentorship. I think you probably uh, you told me that he's been you know on the show before as well. I mean, on 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 the station before as well. But it really stood out for me. The work that they're doing mm-hmm. is absolutely you know phenomenal in terms of you know helping to mentor young boys. So yeah, definitely a shout out to them. Mm. Awesome. How do people get in touch with you uh, for business uh, consultation and uh, the other services that you, you do offer and as well as purchasing the book? Because I know that I'm going to give away five copies today, but um, how do other people purchase your book? All right. So now my book, you can purchase. I think the easiest way is just to get in contact with me. You can find me as Undobo Zafajwayo. Uh, the founder of Filigree Innovations on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, I am N-T-O-X Quint, Docs Quint. Mm-hmm. And of course, my company is Filigree Innovations. You'll find us um, as Filigree Net on all of the social medias. And if you were looking for business mentorship services, I am part of an app called Recharge My Biz app. You just download the app and, you know, book a session with me and I'll make sure that I'm there for you. Can we have the name of that app again? It's Recharge My Business. Recharge My Biz. Okay, My Biz. E-I-Z, yeah. It's available on all app stores, right? Yes, it is, yeah. Thank you. Uh, we are in conversation today with Untogozo Tlatwayo. Uh, join us again on Monday uh, for Munati Peas. That's from uh, quarter past one o'clock until quarter to two every Monday. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.